This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oi, Alex. If I built- Jay here for Stratford Paddock. <laughs> this is the Paddock Podcast. Hey, if I built kennels, you'd think I like dogs. <sighs> right. Yeah. Good point. And we'll just talk, we'll just talk about pets and dogs and that <laughs> um, before you joined us. And Steve's carrying on his conversation. How are you, bro? I'm not talking about the Neverland Ranch. No, we're not. Um, I'm glad we've sideswiped that one no nicely. Um, how are you? All right. Sensational. Yeah. Sensational. In circumstances. In the circumstances. What are the circumstances, Steve? Circumstances at United are shit. <laughs> um, no, it's not new. It's kind of been a thing for nearly a decade, Jake. Nearly a decade. I know. Do you know what it is as well? Right? What, at what point do we get to revel in it? I can't. Is there a point when you get to revel? Is there a point where you go, did your old man ever revel during those 26 years? I think he fondly remembers the 70s when we were shit. I think there's a lot of red. Yeah, my dad's the same. My dad, like, going away in the second division. Where was, I was, was, Yeah, it was mint. Do you know what I mean? Where we played Luton. Yeah, go on, yeah. He was doing the line today. Oh, it's someone out of the crowd. Have you seen that one? <laughs> you not seen it? No. Right. I think it's, I might be wrong. <laughs> get involved in the comments. Um, I think it might have been our first away when we were relegated, like late in Orient or someone. 74 or something. Yeah, someone 74, good knowledge. Did we take about 14,000? Yeah, we just invaded cities and yeah. towns. And I think that's what they liked. Yeah. A little, right. bit, little bit of burglary, a little yeah. bit of But we put, put money back into the economy with... With window fitters and that. The, the amount of police we employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, window fitters. Um, but there's one, right? I think it's late in Orient. Get involved in the chat if you know what I'm on about. Right? The, the linesman gets not injured. Not your old. Yeah. The linesman gets injured, Right? And like, has anyone got yeah, their linesman it, it, cap? Yeah. And there's a guy, right? Honestly, and he's wearing like flares and like proper looks Mr. 70s and his massive collar. And he gets out of the crowd and does the line. He literally is the linesman um, for the last sort of 20 minutes as well. It's not like it's just like they're about to blow the whistle. So anyone who knows what I'm on about, get involved in the chat, let us know. Because I'm, I didn't imagine it. This, this actually, I've seen this on on. <laughs> some like channel it's just like crazy that's the second division game that's like the second tier of English like football game. yeah and they're going can you do the line but you've got to do it honestly 
If you're United fan, you can't be lying and giving yeah. off sides to the opposition. Take that scarf off your arm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done a line? Take yeah. your doctor and army rose that off. Yeah. <laughs> but take that lad out of a headlock. Yeah. Stop punching him and come over here. Put the darts oh. back in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> right. Happy days. Um. How's that golf ball got nails in it? Did he say that's my dad's mate out who got a dart in his eye? Was Peter it? Brooks. I've so I posted a video on my Twitter. I'm trying to get out of. Take it in or leave it out. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Take it out or leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> he's the loveliest guy in the world as well and I met him at um, we did some shoot with Wes Brown me and Maka sorry imagine that being your claim to fame yeah and he's got like the, the picture of him with the dart proper in his I remember my dad telling me about he kept it. the dart I don't know I need to ask him man I'll find out I'll find out if my dad my dad's still in touch with him Peter used to be a little dart shop in yeah. called uh, H Perigo I think it was called really yeah. you don't see dart shops do you it's so niche yeah how did he sustain and do you know what as well? Because That's, this that is like is 70s, well niche. 80s and probably into the 90s, right? Yeah. This is how you know the, the world's just gone mental. There was a guy that probably sustained, because it's probably the 70s, nine kids, right? And a wife. <laughs> yeah. And a Ford Cortina. Yeah. And Standard. a three-bed semi in yeah. Drawsden. Yeah. Running a fucking dart shop. <laughs> selling the odd flights and free arrows. And the occasional <laughs> board to a pub. <laughs> how the fuck has he done that? How's he doing that like? With all those things he's got as well. Probably paid cash for his house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's when houses were about 30 quid though, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so he got a dart. Was it the Scousers one at the Liverpool game? It was right on the inside of his nose, wasn't it? Just yeah. missed his eye. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was in his, I think it was actually in his, like, his eye, but he didn't lose his sight in his eye amazingly. It is crazy. <laughs> and you know full well that Scouser will have run across the pitch and asked for it back. Come on, mate. I need that dart. You can't keep it. I've only got one. Yeah, hey, mate. He's robbed me darts. <laughs> Gives it back, mate. <laughs> Those were the days, good old days when you could throw darts across the pitch at opposition fans. Can't get away with anything nowadays, can you? If you do that now, you get a ban. <laughs> <laughs> what to say? <laughs> ridiculous. Game's gone. <laughs> oh, we've got a super chat. Um, super. George Murphy says, Not United, but you may remember Jimmy Hill ran the line once in a game which I'm pretty sure was a top flight game and in similar circumstances as that United game. So there you go, you see. They just used to. Um, this Ross Murphy's um, on the bear already. He says Stephen Alson, best impressionist. No, you, you, you do a couple do, in the locker. You've got who's your, who's, your, who's your go-to impressions that you do? Oh, I do a good Scouse one. Yeah, you do Scouse. Who's the other one? You do. I got a terrifying Northern Irish one. Is it all right? It's probably not PC. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy you always do? Is it John Fiora? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. No. All right. Fair enough. Um, Ross Murphy says I'm on coffee, Jay. Um, oh yeah, I want to get you on this. I hate giving him attention. Because he's a whopper, right? But you are Mr. David Beckham. And you are banned from him as well, so you probably don't know. You blocked, I, I've, I've seen, you blocked I've, I've seen several people quote tweeting him, so I've gone, what the fuck's he said now? And yeah, and he blocked you, didn't he? Yeah. Well, why did he block you? Because I woke up every morning and tweeted, good morning, everyone. Hope yeah. you have a great day. Apart from Piers Morgan, who's a see you next Tuesday for about a month, and then he blocked me. They blocked you for that? Yeah. <laughs> Snowflake. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've seen the, 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 yeah, hey, the Beckham slander. Yeah. So yeah, he put a picture on yesterday, didn't he? I, I, I worked my way through the timeline. Uh, he put well, a picture on of Odell Beckham Jr. saying at least one Beckham Jr. knows how to play football. So quite rightly, people with brains called him out on it. Yeah. Um, and he tried to defend it saying he was just some sort of superstar. I saw your comment. The way he's acting on, it's like he'd married a black woman. Yeah, you think Beckham had married a black woman <laughs> the way Pierce Morgan's laying into him here. What's going on? Um, he's just a fucking proper double-odd individual, isn't he? Yeah. If you don't think David Beckham was a 
not just a good footballer because he was so many levels better than good footballer. He was a genuine world-class player. And in my opinion, and you're entitled to agree, but disagree, but you're wrong, he was the best player in the world for a period of time in 1999, 98-99, right? You've been very consistent. You think he should have won the Ballon d'Or in He absolutely should have done. The vote was split amongst United players. Keane got votes, and rightly should. Dwight York got votes. Yep, Stam got votes. Yeah. Was it Rivaldo? Rivaldo won it, Rivaldo yeah. won it on the back of a Copper America thing. <laughs> they um, they didn't get out of the group. And you've got to go, go and watch. And people will say he scored against United. Yeah, he did. Watch the 90-minute performances. And you tell me with an honest heart that David Beckham didn't dominate Manchester United versus Barcelona both legs. Do you know what was weird about that season as well? I only watch it like three times a week. I'm uh, weirder out. Is that it? Um, how good he was in Turin against... Um, Against Juve as well. No headlines. Like, because no Keane was so sort of commanding and got it, the book in. Is it and, York, Cole and Keane scored? Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And it's like, everyone goes on about, rightly so, because it's just a, such an amazing captain's performance by Roy Keane. But watch Beckham in that game. He's unplayable. He's everywhere. And do you know what? For somebody who wasn't quick, he would have been mint in this system because yeah. he's... His relentless pressing before pressing had been named, yeah. closing down, I think it was just yeah, called back in the day. Remember those days? Get on his, don't let him turn, yeah. get on his touch. That was what it was called. And <laughs> he was top at it. He was. Does, Gary Neville had a whole career because of David Beckham in front yeah. of him. It was true. And it's just like this sort of, it's this populist drivel in it. It's like, oh, Beckham, I know it's Piers Morgan, but there's other people I've seen say it. I've even seen United fans question Look, Beckham. And it's he wanted ridiculous. to be famous. Right. Yeah, he did. Right. But without the talent, you get Robbie Savage. <laughs> it's true. You don't get to play a record number of games for England, win every trophy there is to, known to man by the age of 26 or whatever it was, 24, if you're not very good at football. No, he was made captain of England well young. Yeah. I think he had 60 caps or something like that as captain. Yeah. He had 118 or something. Something stupid. I think he was like one of the most capped outfield players. Um, defining moments, both in an England shirt, positive and negative. But defining moments in a United shirt, like I, I always say, the greatest, the way you judge great players yep. is not how they did in Friendly's Pele. It's not how they did um, in the Milk Cup. Right. It's the bigger the game, yeah. how consistently did they perform in the big games? Yeah. Can you remember a bad performance from Beckham in a big game? Because that'll give you just, just 99 as an example. Every key moment every big match Beckham scored assisted or created yeah every single big match I can't and argue with you he, right. and he completely worked because an underrated aspect of David Beckham's game as we sort of touched on before was his work rate 100% it annoys me when people act like he's this playboy who didn't put a shift in oh he grafted he's oh one my. of the hardest working footballers I've ever seen genuinely. oh my god for, for the younger generation think Tevez but fit yeah yeah, and with purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a whip. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit. That was him. And he was he was, he was was just amazing. And like you say, you know, him and Gary Neville down that right-hand side worked well because he always covered for Gary Neville. He always did that. Gary Neville got, never got exposed 1v1. No. Because he was never 1v1. No. Because Beckham Becky, was always that close. Yeah, it was unreal. And then there's this thing, oh, he was, he was just like, people say he was just crosses and just free kicks. Well, hang on a minute. For starters, he was the best at both of those things. The Premier League's it, it ever his, seen. He switches to gigs. Yeah. He switches down the pipe yeah. for, for York or Cole to run on to. Yeah. Is, um, he's just the weight of ball. Like, Rio mentions 
if you ask Beckham to put you, like, you can ask a good player. I think he used Trent as an example of someone with a good delivery, which he can't deny, right? Okay, yeah. We'll give him that one. Trent will put it in a good area for you. Yeah. Beckham will say, which side of your forehead do you want it on? And how are you going to jump? How many goals do you reckon you could get in that 99 team if you played? With Beckham, yeah. I'm scoring. <laughs> I'm scoring. You get at least one, wouldn't you, from a corner? Mate, I'll score scoring. against Mateus Summer with yeah, Beckham yeah. sticking it in front. I'll just stand there and just say, Beck, just bounce just it bounce off, it off there. <laughs> I'm just going to stand there. I'm not going to move. Just bounce it off me. Some of the the deliveries in the Milan ones stick out for me because it was it was Your a carbon 2 0. Yeah. Just absolute on a sixpence. Couldn't miss. And also, we had, you know, good players as well. Don't want to take anything away from like the likes of York. He was good at sharing as well. But you had. Such delivery. It was just perfect. It was. It was you just, just attack an area as a United yeah. player. And he'll be like, oh, I'm Do you remember, that. like, I know it's, and I don't want to get carried away, so he can still do it now. But even when he came back, right, for that testimonial, the 99 um, anniversary. In fact, the best, my dad said it, the best right wing performance this fucking picture's seen in about 10 years. That's right. You have such a fucks in it. Come on. <laughs> Tell him he's wrong. But, like, you see where he did, like, that 80 yard pass or whatever. Yeah, dick out. Yeah, that's, that's still problem. an 80 yard pass you've got. I mean, no matter where the opposition is, you've still got to get that ball 80 yards to where you want it to go. Uh, by and, the way, I don't and know he if did I'm that. Speaking out of school, he's got a documentary in the works. Really? Can't wait for that. Oh, we need to get him on. Have you seen Rooney's? Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, was you all in your fields for the Fenerbahce game? Because I was. Yeah, yeah. Like the rest that. of it, I was a bit meh with, but like, that's a very sort of family orientated, wasn't it? About him and Colleen and everything that he's been more, through and all so that. More so than I Yeah, and I thought, okay, I get it, because he's obviously playing to a broader audience, but I don't really care that much. He's a good dad. He's a good, you know, he's, he's, him and Colleen have been through all whatever they've been through. They got through it, fine. But I wanted a bit more about the football side of things. I think it skirted over certain things. Some, I mean, he was pretty honest about the issues where he's just walked in. Told you exactly what the Glazers are all about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was like, what are we doing about this then? <laughs> And no, I'm happy that that honesty was in there. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people gloss over that. That's or what would I mean. gloss over that. So it was refreshing to see that. But yeah, I think there were stories there not told that should have been told. And I think the only almost, the, they focused a lot on the England injury in 2004 and not enough on the 2010 one. Because I think that, I think in, Wayne Rooney for me was two injuries away from being spoken about in the same breaths as you Ronaldo's and you Messi's and all them lot. 2004, if he doesn't get injured. Yeah, that's what I mean. He delivers that Euros yeah. for England. He's a national hero forever. We probably paid double for him. Yeah, I don't care. Um, you're right, though. Still would have been a bargain. Yeah, 100%. And then in 2010, we win the Champions League because of him, if he don't get that injury against Bayern Munich. And I think those two injuries just stopped him from being in that same I had Tony Strudwick on my podcast and he was talking about they wanted to make a substitution with him and Raphael at half time at Bayern Munich oh, game but don't. it went off in the changing room don't, don't. it took 15 minutes to calm don't. it down the buzzer went and he was like right everyone back out and that's he... not the only time that's happened has it there's other times that's happened I believe so yeah uh, it's mad that isn't it? it's just think that that, would, that shouldn't happen but it does but the thing is man you're going to have 25 us. to 30 winners yeah. in a changing room Yeah. you ain't got long no. Yo, it's, it ain't there no. There's a bit of a corridor, there's a bit yeah. of a mooch, someone's going to go for a piss. You've got 25 winners, at least, in there. And all like, angry with themselves, angry with each other. You've got a manager who's angry because you're not getting so, those that's results. That's why he wakes he, up. He, yeah, he just wakes up fuming. So there's a lot of anger there, and it's like, it's going to go off in it. Now you're probably getting it, and they're going in, and they're just sulking. Or not even that, probably tweeting. Just, tweeting and just texting me agent. Yeah, can you do a? Can you get the drafts ready for uh, this? Just, uh, this hurts us more than it hurts you. Um, and make sure you get that picture, the, the one I sent you earlier. 
the uh, the gaffer just shouted at me, so um, yeah, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like it. I don't like. Can we can we leak can we leak some stories? Is that what is that a thing? Five o'clock, we're dropping a vibe with five, right? And Go Rio on. spoke about how um, certain players um, used to react to being a bol- getting a bollocking. Yeah, he said like you could bollock Rooney all day long. It kind of fired him up. Like he was up for yeah. that. He goes and he was talking about no, no one bollocks anybody in training anymore. He doesn't think who's holding up the standards. Nobody at this fucking football club, clearly. Um, yeah, well, and he yeah. said he saw. I think he said it was Capello. Check it out on Five Five anyway tonight. He said it was Capello. I think that um, give Walcott a bit of a, a rocket. Yeah, and a rocket <laughs> Walcott comes sat next to him and was like, "Can't believe he just shouted at me." Yeah. He's like, "Well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he just shouted at me." Was that because Wenger was a bit more placid? Do you think? Was he? He probably was at Arsenal by that yeah. time. So I may. I don't know. But it, Rio went. And he goes, I knew then he weren't going to do fuck all. Really? That's really interesting now. Is that today? That's out today. What do you make, just quickly, I don't want to give too much airtime to it, as they say. I want to move on. But what do you make of all these stories about leaks and all that? Because people who don't know Jack SH1. Well, I'm going to tell you, someone who absolutely doesn't know Jack shit, um, named someone and said it's definitely them. Yeah. And I hope he's got a fucking good lawyer, mate. Yeah. You've been having an interesting conversation about that, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's easy to just go, well, I know this. Let it blow up. And then go, well, it, it, was wrong. It, it might be. I don't know. Well, that's what I got told. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on at United that I'm not happy about. We're going to get some YouTube chats and your comments in a minute. I saw your video over the weekend, Steve, and you were talking about the game of the weekend. And I'm glad we mean you had a catch up because I feel like you're getting to the point where you've been at it for a little while with certain players. I'm at that point now. Just had enough of them. You know, it's just like, how many times can we say, give it another week, give it another month, wait till they regain the form? You, I think you singled out Maguire and Shaw over the weekend. Now, Shaw was someone I was watching at sat- on Saturday. You know, you do like your own little pl- player camp at <laughs> the game and you go, just watch him for five Fox minutes. What's he doing? Yeah, what's, what's he How about? many times do you say that to yourself? Uh, I lost count, at least 47. And I was just watching him, I just thought... That was what my Ashley Young thing came for. I was sitting there going... Yeah, like, you, you get it in you and you think, I'm just going to focus on him for a bit. Like, what's going on here? What is he doing? And the thing is, like, you know, you mentioned Ashley Young. I don't really... I'm, Pretty easy going on a lot of players. I don't criticise them overly or whatever, but I'll call it as I see it. And I watched it on, I just thought, Luke Shaw's just not up for this. I was watching him just, the, you know, when they crossed the ball in from the right-hand side, from his side, sauntering over there again. And it just reminded me of the Liverpool game. And I know we're going on sure one game. job as a fullback? Yeah, just don't let him cross. Stop the cross. And he didn't do that. And I just I'm, think, I'm sorry, have you played football past the age of seven? Yeah. That's the first thing you get taught. Right. Stop the cross. And what are we waiting for? Me and you, someone took a clip of a video, me and you, a few years ago, where we said the jury was out on Luke Shaw. And they're like, look at this. And I think we're still there. I, I'd like to retract that statement and say the jury shouldn't have ever been out. He's never been good enough. Yeah. And six months in eight years doesn't fucking sugarcoat it. We've been there eight years and we're still waiting for this eight consistent. Years. Like, you know, we had a six month spell like you said last season. He had a good Euros. He's come back, he's been atrocious. That's why Alex Tellers is probably, if he's fit, gets in the team now. And that's amazing to me. You also singled out Maguire. Now, Maguire, he's almost in Phil Jones levels of ridicule now, Maguire. Everyone's on his case. Is it time for Ralph Radnick to do what he can do, which Ollie probably couldn't? Give him the old yellow out the back. Yeah. (laughs) Is it time to say, right, this isn't working? Or can we just afford to wait for him to regain his mojo? Because we're running out of games. Is mojo fucking pace and defensive intelligence? No, no. No, well, no then. When I say his mojo, I mean, let's not rewrite his chair. He had a good spell for United for two seasons. I think United started... I I said this at the time. When we got smacked up by Spurs 6-1 at home, yeah. I was like, oh, we, he got beat a lot because we were playing a higher line. Yeah. 
And I think it's as simple as that. Uh, and I think him and Wan-Bissaka were signed. Like, you got to remember, right? He was signed after playing for Claude Puel's Leicester. Okay. And in a back three for England. Yeah. So in a back three for England, you're deeper. You're a lot deeper. And yep. there's also fucking three of you. <laughs> right. right? Uh, that Leicester team was a counter-attacking side in a massive way. Yeah. This is pre-Brendan Rodgers, pre-them getting up to the halfway line and all that kind of shit. We signed someone. We signed a screwdriver to do a hammer's job. Right. Or a hammer to do a screwdriver's job. Well, either or. They, the player that we now need is another Varane or similar. Okay. Someone who's got the ability to be able to defend high yeah. and be able to get their ass back. When you single out Maguire's 1v1 defending... As we saw, just getting absolutely twisted to pieces. No luck defending that he was doing at weekend. No, just getting literally spun. Yeah. And I mean, he he wasn't at fault for the goal. And I've seen a lot of nonsense. I, I think someone either in commentary or on YouTube has said something. Marcus is playing shit at the moment. Let's have it no two ways about it. Right. Blaming Marcus for that goal is mental. Yeah. Here's what happened, right? Go on, go on then. They play 4-4-2. Right. Four four two against the four three three defense. Yeah. You need to have the plus one somewhere. In my opinion, McTominay should be the one that drops into that to make it five versus four. Yeah. Right? If some of their players then push forward, the, your two eights need to come back, then your wingers, then your striker, in that kind of order. But we don't play a low block, right? right. So you're not gonna have all of your players in your half anyway. People singling out Marcus or even Sancho or Ronaldo, when the ball's in our third, are looking at the wrong thing or have been taught the wrong thing. Yeah. You shouldn't allow 4v4 at the back. Right. And it starts with the midfield coming in first. Or you cheat and you get on the inside and you maybe leave one of their wingers on the far side and you stack in over to the one side where the ball is because you're asking them to switch and then you can all shuffle, theoretically. Varane steps out. Is it a mistake? In hindsight, yes. But a defender has to be able to step up and yeah. miss, right? Um, stopper and a cover. The stopper steps up. The cover's meant to slide in nicely. For United, that used to be Rio and Vidic. Rio would go and fucking Mullier. Um, Vidic would go and Mullier. Yeah, yeah. Rio would hit halfway between where both of you should be and cover into the space if he needed to to collect the ball that's come through. Pretty good at that one as well. They were not bad, were they? Yeah, they were all right. They also had a good goalkeeper, which might have been talking them through it. Now, Rio says, like, Vidic, um, Van der Sar used to just calmly commentate you through the game. Right. Just real simple. Go left two yards. One right. Yeah. He's coming. Watch your back. He's on your shoulder. He's going round. Really calm. And you can imagine that. Schmeichel probably just has been fucking... Screamably murder and threatening you. And um, Van der Sar just give you the info. Yeah. And Rio said he don't think he would have liked it with Schmeichel, but he liked what he got with him. And he also had, you know, Vidic knew if someone came through 1v1, I'm going to muller him and Rio will drop him yeah. behind me. Rio also told the fullbacks, the right fullback especially, you fucking steam in. Yeah. Because I will always cover that gap behind you. Right. And Rio is very good at that. I think in the current situation that we've got, Maguire's your stopper and Varane is your cover. Right, okay, makes sense. But sometimes it doesn't work like that and the other guy has to stop and the other guy has to yeah. cover. What happens is Varane pinches in and gets done. And again, there's no blame attached to him for that. It's not great in hindsight, but you have to be able to step up and make the challenge sometimes. Yeah. Maguire steps up at the same time. Now, whether he was trying to play an offside line, no one saw Luke Shaw because he didn't fucking move. Second week running. And again, I, I don't want to put running, the blame on to Luke Shaw for that because I don't think 
in the circumstances, he should have stepped up in the same. I think Maguire should have stepped backwards, but Maguire steps forward. Right. Maguire steps forward and takes himself out of the game. If Maguire steps backwards at the point where Varane steps up, if he steps backwards and towards the ball, yeah. he probably gets it. Or you know, he's at least in a position to get it. Yeah. But this is my fundamental issue with Maguire is there is no desire to make challenges from him. You saw when he, he run across the back of, I can't remember who it was, that went into the box now. Um, Not Bro Brozier, was it? Could have been. Yeah. Um, when he just missed. Yeah, I can't remember. Be honest. It was all and they, I think they were looking at, oh, is this a penalty? Well. Was it a foul? Oh, right, right. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. And you think someone brought up on Twitter that clip of um, Koulibaly, miles off, steams in, gets a toe on the ball, stands up, plays a, plays a one-two with someone, and you go, that's defend, that's defending. Yeah, yeah. Against Burnley the other night, Rodriguez actually takes a touch towards Maguire. Yeah. Maguire afterwards comes out and goes, you know, last man, this, that, and the other. Fuck that noise. Yeah, yeah. What's the quote from Vidic? Go on. A broken nose will heal, but my pride will never heal from <laughs> right, conceding yeah, a goal yeah. that I didn't put a challenge in for. Yeah, and he should have just gone for it. I mean, it is a collective sort of shower of shambles at the minute in certain aspects because there you've, no named, there you've named three people that can play, have played a part in that goal. Probably four. You, if, you, if you're going to maybe point a little bit of a finger at Scott McTominay saying where was he in there because you mentioned him as well. I was getting a little bit annoyed with Scott McTominay at the weekend as well. I thought he didn't show for the ball enough for me. He was hiding behind opposition players. A lot of people said that. six has got to do, man, hasn't he? He's got to show, You man. want him just going lateral, trying yeah, to find like, it, like, annoying. Yeah, like, and he wasn't doing that, and it frustrated me. I was getting frustrated and frustrated. So going back to my original thing, and I will get into the Super Chats because I've had quite a few in the comments and stuff. Does Ralph then go, right, Lindelof and, 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 and Varane? I don't see any reason not to right now. Because we're running out of games here. We are. Does he go, oh, what about the damage to Harry Maguire's confidence? Fuck that. Well, that'll be his, his next club's problem, because probably, the way the things are going. That Burnley game, abhorrent that interview. Yeah, I mean, he's not, I mean, there's a lot of things to, to, to criticise him at the minute. Three but times he came very, out and said, those forwards need to score more goals, those forwards need to score more goals, those forwards need to but Liverpool just had an almost identical time to us at Burnley and came away 1-0. Yeah. I mean, we're not scoring enough goals, but we're not getting any clean sheets either. And that's the problem. And let's face facts, all great clubs, including the historical greatest Manchester United teams, were able to grind out the 1-0s. You get those 1-0s. That's been bread and butter for every great team. You don't just go and blow teams away constantly. We've had the opportunity happen. to get 1-0s yeah. these last few weeks. I mean, let's face facts, we're not playing, you know, a sort of 1992... AC Milan or somewhere here. We're playing Burnley, who were, were rooted to the bottom of the table. We're playing Southampton, who on their day are very good and have beaten teams on the day, but they're still in the bottom half or mid-table for a reason. Yep. So, you know what I mean? We're playing Middlesbrough. And okay, you can go the handball or whatever, but there's still we're still conceding goals. And well, we had the opportunities and we should have been out of sight before that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to end some of the chat and then we'll get um, we'll go into something else. Uh, Peter Kelly says, member who's been a member of the academy for 20 months. I was born in '98. First United player I knew of was Bex. That had me being able to name United players from football cards before I could read. Raised right. Yep, agree with all that. That's the way you should be raised as well. Um, I've got a few more as well. Jamie Burton says, concerns over attitudes of players letting us down. Bruno tried to hit Ward-Prowse last game. Lucky not to be sent off. They need to stay calm. Did you see that little swipe he took him? No, I didn't notice it at the time, but Bruno was just being Bruno. He's fuming. I think Ward-Prowse was sort of having a bit of a grapple with him. I don't know. I've only seen it from like someone's phone or something almost. It's sort of 
long distance and he goes like that and it's like a swipe i don't know if he's trying to slap him or throwing his arm down or whatever but he's, he's for me it's done his uh, granddad like to slap people it's yeah exactly it's, don't worry about it <laughs> Zachary Purvis, nice. Uh, the Super Bowl was proved to other rich people bleeding a club in Europe. Drake can win you a title. First the Glazers, now Cronky. How far off is Mengi from first team? Him and Varane could be solid. Easy going. You're the uh, Ted and Mengi Mengi's still got um, like experience-related mistakes in him. Yeah. Like a little bit of rashness about him at times. Yeah. When it comes to physicality, pace, um, defensive reading of the game... He's, he's top tier. You've got to get those... Ex- What's he doing now? That's why he's on loan. Yeah. Championship, rough, yeah. end-to-end. So you've got to focus, which is I think is a great breeding ground for players is a championship. There's no, no hiding places there. Oh, my God. You're not hiding in the championship, <laughs> getting away with it. Even if you're the dominant team, you're still getting mullered. Oh, absolutely. It's great. One thing I want to ask you about Men, uh, Mengi is he's... Um, Clayton at- in the house, by the way. Well, I was going to say about his attitude. Do you think he's got what it takes to have that sort of... He's a black guy that grew up in Clayton, Jay. Nah, that's enough said. Uh, Daniel Kirk says, in case you're not from Manchester, the answer's an emphatic yes. He has the right attitude. He has the swagger. He has the confidence. Don't worry about him. It's his teammates you need to be worrying about if they don't perform to the levels that he expects. I, I think there's a Roy Keane about him. Yeah, I, I from like what a, I've seen, I've not seen as much as you have. fucking lunatic. But he looks like he's not going to settle. In a, in a nice yeah, possible way. He looks like he's not going to settle for you faxing it in. No, um, he... Um, he very publicly. This didn't hit the, the 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 full radar of every United fan. Harold Mabry put up a photograph of him um, after a game that we'd lost with a Chelsea player that he was an international teammate with, yeah. and I think Mengi commented and going and said, "This is why we fucking lose games when you're out here shaking hands with the opposition." Just some, yeah. just like pure Roy Keane. Vibe. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's what we like. We don't have that, do we? And I'm, I'm not one for standards. I get we've you know times have changed, but we saw it after there was pictures with United and Southampton players like Romeo after the game and stuff like that. And sometimes you think, oh, really, is this what we're doing now? Uh, Daniel Kirk says, "Hi guys, did you see Rice said his idol is John Terry? Don't want him anymore." Ha ha. Well, Steve, as you know, it's a new year, but it's feeling harder than ever to find and hire the qualified people you need, especially for small businesses. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. They make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster. And this is my favorite bit. It's for free. It's free. Yeah, we've been hiring here at Stretford Paddock and we've used LinkedIn Jobs and it's been such a useful tool. Even a a Luddite like myself who struggles with technology, struggles navigating websites, has found it really simple and easy to use. It's so quick it's unreal basically you can create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and they've got over 30 million people in the uk for the world's largest largest professional network so you can focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified so you're not wasting any time sort of having people that won't be interested in the role or won't be suited to the role. It'll get you straight to the people that it needs to get to. So you can use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire, which is what we've been doing. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free, for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash devils. Again, that's linkedin.com slash devils to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Fergal McClement says, this is completely off topic. We don't have a topic. Uh, but football, topic? I know. But football relates to said about his warm-up for Paddock and how United is so behind. Would love a video breaking it all down. Think it would do good numbers too. He's on the ball there. Go on, what's he on about? United's warm-up, from what I can see, hasn't changed from Jose. Right, which is There seems to be what? a little bit of muscle activation. You know, you're opening the gate, you're closing the gate, your dynamics. Yeah. You know, the stuff that you usually see in lines where they do 10, 15 metres and then peel back round to the start. Yeah. Your basic sort of muscle activation type stuff. Yep. And then that looks like the last part of structured stuff. There seems to be almost like um, almost like a table football kind of thing where it might go from one person to the next to the next and then there'll be a shot. But there's no movement. You're passing it to people on flat feet. Um, and then it looks like the sort of shit you do under nines yeah. where you just have one coach lined up and then he'll pass it to the left or the right as players run onto it and twat it from 25 yard out and you go, Manchester United. That's a bit grim. And that, that's, that's been the same since Jose. Yeah, and I hated it when Jose did it. And what we now, what, three and a half years since he left or whatever it is. Yeah. And we're still doing it. That is a bit disconcerting. Um, Ross Murphy, again, he's been a member of the academy for 18 months, says, knowing United, we play Burnley and Southampton look awful. Then we play Man City and Liverpool away from home and look amazing. Should perform every game. I I, I wish I had your confidence, Ross, because I think there's a good chance we could look awful against them. Um, Next month's got to suck, you know. It is. That's, that, have you seen that? It's horrible, isn't it? Athletico. Um, City and Liverpool in it all in the same like someone four or five weeks. Well, Spurs in there I as think well. there's someone. It, it, it's them as well. We've got those games like Spurs and Leicester, which could go either way. I mean, you could potentially lose them all. Um, James Samuel says, This is what we were talking about earlier. Meanwhile, the ref is out running Rashford on our right wing. I wanted to ask you something else about Rashford and, and Sancho. The whole swapping the wings thing, what do you make of that? Why? Because I just thought, I thought, you know, you said Marcus Rashford was, was I didn't, he's playing shit. I thought in the first half, the I thought he did okay. Well, I, I thought the whole team setup was fine yeah. in the first half. Yeah, like and Ralph did. he got a set. He got an assist. Wasn't fantastic. I'm not saying that before people start getting involved. But I thought, I thought first half I thought it was a decent performance, right? But there's this swapping thing, and I thought Sancho down the left was causing issues. Rashford's got his assist, causing problems down the right. Then we start swapping over. We lose that little bit of momentum. It gets a bit confused, and it just stops happening. And we never got it back. And I just think, are you a fan of that? Do you think that swapping wingers helps? I had Ronaldo Kieran doing it a weekend. Right, okay, <laughs> then, right. <laughs> uh, well, that worries me even more. <laughs> What's good enough well, for Stephen Alston? There's a reason is for what, United what your reason is. What's the reason you're doing well, it? Well, we this my point is, we were looking good. We had a lot of the ball. We were causing them problems. Sancho was on fire down that left-hand side. Right, Marcus has got his assist and looks like he's, he's positive in the game. We swap it round and all that ends. If it's player-led and they've gone, right, let me have a little bit of a go on the left. Yeah. Well, no, I don't like that. Right. But it depends what the purpose for it is. The purpose I wanted for it is cool. Ronaldo's right-footed, but he plays left wing. Yeah. Kieran's left-footed, he plays right wing. Right. So why do you think I switched it? Right, right, yeah. What, okay. no, go, why do you Sorry, think I switched it? So Ronaldo's right-footed and he plays left wing, yeah. so he's cutting in and he's having a dig and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And Kieran, uh, is it Kieran? Kieran's... Plays on the right, he's left-footed. So you wanted them to swap over so they could cross it in and all that sort of stuff? I yeah, I wanted to go beyond the fullback, yeah, hit yeah, the byline yeah. and cut it back. That's right. what I was aiming for. Right. How did that work out for you? We scored two set pieces. Fuck, made me sick, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, Christopher, I don't even know what set pieces are anyway, so don't count. Uh, Christopher Matthews says... Corner free kick. I'm, I'm going to get to this read in a minute because Alex Bagley's going to come over here and chin me in a minute. Um, Christopher Matthews says, how do you feel about uh, Nkunku? becoming a target in the summer. Why aren't we talking about Frank Kessie in a CDM contract is up with AC? Someone's going to get some REIT bargains in the summer. Yeah. For free. There's some like Freemans. Rudiger and Pogba. You can, you can probably It'll get be a bargain, Mbappe. Yeah. Eh? 
It's all um, these wages. You could probably that. get the basis of a proper Champions League challenging squad for free. Can you can you moneyball it, Steve? Can you do that? Yeah, if you've got the wages and, the, and you, it, island right, of misfits. What you need toys. to do, you got to, you've got to get. So you need to win like the Latvian Championship or something to get yourself into the Champions League. Like, what's the worst? Easiest to buy nation because you must be able to buy a Champions League qualifying team for a couple of mil. Yeah, what do you reckon? Guys, um, in the comments, who do you reckon is like which teams qualify for the Champions League proper? And I love that. Yeah, proper, not proper. qualifies proper. Proper, you're in it. You're which team? Right involved. What's the worst ranked nation that qualifies for Champions League proper? And how much is that team to Scotland buy? Scotland don't do it anymore, does it? No, they got to qualify. They got to qualify. There's so a lot of teams. Have to yeah, qualify so you now. need someone that's in it. Maybe, Joe, if it's that last qualifying round. So it's not too bad. If you moneyball it, you might be able to yeah. box it off anyway. All right, get so get, get me to that final qualifying round. Yeah. Is it is it Juleper League? Is it fucking Get Swiss? involved in the comments. You know what he's on about. Oh, here um, you go. And then we'll... And then, yeah, you moneyball the fuck out of your team. Free transfers only. Sell them a dream. And Joe, what? Give them one-year deals and say, listen, one year, one plus one. Yeah. So if it doesn't work out... Yeah. You can fuck off. You can go. But if now. it does, we're extending you and we're doing it again. Yeah. We're doing a Nottingham Forest. Right, okay. Action. You're only there if it works. Anyway, so you're laughing, aren't you? I'm paying like a million a week guaranteed each. Right. And you go, right, we have Pogba in the middle. Yeah. Mbappe up front. Rudiger yeah. at the back. There's the spine sorted. What keepers can we get? Uh, Probably Dean Anderson at the moment, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, maybe you can. There's a, there's a definite. You did a video, didn't you, with Joe about it? I don't know. Stop sometimes. Right, you did. You did a video about the free transfers that United could get. Have a look at that. It's somewhere on the channel. It's just him and Joe Smith. Um, anyway, got exciting news from across our from our friends at Manscaped Trademark. They've just launched their fourth generation performance package. Are we are we really saying four is the just launched? Because I'm sorry, we've been reading that for ages. Well, the 4.0 is so revolutionary that no matter when it happens, it always feels like it's just launched because it's that. Cutting edge. Like listening to a Stone Roses tune. It's, it's timeless. Fresh. You think like, oh, is this, is this new? No, but it feels like it because it's that good. Anyway, Manscapes are leaders in male grooming. Yeah, and if you like looking after your front bottom, as they call it, yeah, join the four million men worldwide, which is about as many men as there are worldwide, I think, who trust Manscapes. And you know what you get? You get the weed whacker. You get the cologne. You get the, the anti-chafing boxers and all that, boxer briefs. You get the little bags you can pretend that you're playing for Manchester United, coming off a coach, giving everyone a thumbs up, yeah? You get all that good. All you need to do is get... And, oh, sorry. You get free shipping as well and 20% off. All you need to do is use the code DEVILS20, yeah? Use the code DEVILS20. Your balls and your better half will thank you. So make sure you check that out. Is that all right? Jay. Yeah. You didn't need to do all that. You just need to say, listen. Go on then, go on, you do it your way. It's Valentine's Day. Right, go on. You might have missed the boat today. If yeah. you order it today, it's not quite like Amazon. It's not coming today. No. You're going to have to wait a couple of days. Yeah. So you might have missed the boat. However, yeah. it is steak and a blowjob day coming up. Is it? Next oh, month. I love steak. <laughs> <laughs> so get yourself. Yeah. Devil's 20, 20% off. Yeah. And there you go. Get yourself out of any miver you might have got yourself in by forgetting Valentine's Day. Ah, I didn't forget. I was just giving you something to look forward yeah. to. What's uh, my present for Valentine's Day? I shaved me nuts. There you go. Um, someone just listed that Leighton Orient game I was talking about, and I've lost it. Um, yeah, that was it. Peter Jackson says, 1974-75, Leighton Orient away, Stepney Forsyth, Houston Greenoff, Holton, Bucking, Morgan, McCarrie, Pearson, Daly, 1-2-0, scorers, Houston Morgan. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Knowledge. Names, that's, that's like you, that. You're really... 
like Rain Man with certain things. Yeah, and with no pattern to it though. Uh, I know. <laughs> no pattern to it whatsoever. You'd be like, do you remember that? No. Remember this? No. And what day your kids were born? Not really. <laughs> do you remember Rumbelow's Cup though in 1992? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what really winds me up about Rumble Lords Cup in 1992 we beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 Bram Clare scored yep. have you seen the end of that Is season the fact that I wasn't allowed to go because I spent money on the club call £88 on my £88 in 1992 was the equivalent of three and a half million quid this, this now yeah so my dad was ridiculous. like hey guess what you little fucker you're not going to Wembley because I'm selling your ticket just, just, I've just got the phone bill just tell me don't tell anyone what. did he give you a good idea no no just didn't go to Wembley oh well that's worse than I didn't know you know what's worse as well because them programs about five and all, aren't they? Wembley programs, like a yeah, it's like a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Gives gets me a program. Oh, cheers! Fuck That's what almost like being there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, do you know what I mean? A program I wouldn't have read when I was there. I get to now read while I'm here. You were quite early then, there, weren't you? Because you're a few years younger than me. I didn't go to Wembley till '93. That wasn't my first time. When was your first time? I went no, the year okay. before um, against Chef Wednesday. Got the ball. Lee Sharp threw me the ball, and I took it to school and played with it on the playground. Right. <laughs> Wembley Cup final. Can you imagine? Right. In 2022, getting the ball. So hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. When, how old are you when you first went to Wembley? Um, to it was 1991, so I would have been, what, eight? Seven, eight? You fan channel, what? You're the same. Hey. Eight years old. Is that how long it took you? Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> to get to my first final. Yeah. What's up with you? And we was on Wembley as well, on, on the seats with no back. Just school. like a fucking bike were you, were you, My first Wembley seats were below pitch level. Yeah, I, I was about I was like row four. Up. That's why I got the ball. Right. I'm going to get a ball and I'm on, in row ZZ4, am I? No, I got a ball. Basically, he went, and this is, it must have been pre-Taylor report, but it's thinking about standing, it. standing, yeah. Taylor, because Taylor, standing ended in 94. Probably about an eight to ten foot fence right. between us and the pitch. Yeah. Because I remember him having to go, he threw the ball over, and it was like, Mid-twenties bloke caught it because yeah. it just because it went like straight up and over. Yeah. It was that fucking hide offence. Yeah, um, and his bloke caught it and he went, "Nah, give it a kid." And pointed at me. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention. And then his uh, ball goes. The bloke goes, "You yeah. know, no way I'd have done that." <laughs> hey, what? Fight me! Oh, oh, I'd have been right off. <laughs> so hey. I took it in school and then and just ruined it. Took, took it like uh, it was just a normal football you bought from the shop. Yeah, Jack, it, it was a losing cup final ball. To be fair, that's that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? They don't really count the losing cup finals. Um, but yeah, that nineteen ninety two Rumblers Cup final, if you look at our run at the end of that season, it doesn't make any sense. It's like six games in like three four, days. Four days yeah. yeah. And like one of those it, games I think we were day on day off. Yeah, it was. And one of those games was against Forest in the league and we lost it. Just like we we drew with Leeds in the league and beat him in a Did we in not cup. win for four games to lose the league, basically, didn't we? Yeah. We like just two draws, two losses. It was horrible. It's just, if that was now, if I, that happens, I remember, we were saying North Stand. We used to be in fact, North Stand I'm going to get this up, go on. We used to be in North Stand a lot uh, in 1992. Yeah. And I remember, like, during you like, seven and eight. Yeah. I didn't really have a concept of what the league was. No, I, I always think, for me, see, I was, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a bit thick, but the Premier League season when I was 12 was when I fully grasped everything about it, what, what was, was going that? on. 92. Right. So, because I remember when we lost the lead to Leeds, I was still a bit like, well, why has this game been postponed? Why is that game happening? What's this? This is a cup. This is not the league. I was why still are you crying bit, in the car again? Yeah, why has my dad like, not spoke to anyone for a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad fuming. I think yeah. it was either the Forest or the Leeds game at home. Which, is that the season? Right, this is the season here now, right? So I'm going to run for This is just stupid. It's the Forest game. Yeah, that's what I mean. We beat him in the cup and a lot. Look at this, right? We had a game on the 18th of April. No, let, let's actually. The 16th of April, the 18th of April, the 20th of April, the 22nd of April, and the 26th of April. 
That's when we had football matches as we Manchester United. We just didn't win. Yeah, and we just we lost three on the bounce. We lost to Forest, lost to West Ham, lost to the Scousers. We lost to Forest in the league and then beat them in a League Cup final, which is annoying. How many points did we lose in the league? Um, four. Yeah. I mean, it's just horrible, isn't it? Have you seen, do you know what I watched the other week? You should watch it because I think, because you're a bit like, you can stomach certain things because you know where it leads to. <laughs> watch the Leeds documentary from that season. They've done one where they interview like Howard Wilkinson and Vinnie Jones. I don't like Vinnie Jones and he wasn't even there then, but they interview all like the Leeds players and it's hilarious because they like almost ignore Eric. Like his, and Eric had an hour and arrived. And anyway. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what happens to after that. Yeah, they, literally, <laughs> it ends with them being crowned. And they don't discuss the fact that United won the title next year or that they got bombed out of Europe or that they didn't win an away game for the next 18 months. It doesn't bother about that. It just ends like on a high. Like, oh yeah, he restored pride to Leeds. I just think, yeah, all right. Yeah, I think that Pathetic. Forest game, because I remember, I think the, the board going up for injury time and my dad going, we fucked it. And it was like, come on, we're fucking going, being proper mad as well. And I remember being like, smell me, man. Like, <laughs> do you remember that was a game where Neil Webb um, took half an hour walk off the pitch when he got subbed? Don't remember that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I remember everyone says that. Here's what I can remember, right? Because he got, he was obviously ex Forest and he got subbed and he took like, and we were chasing the game. Bottom and North Stand was all fairly new seats, I think. Has it, just, has it just had seats in there? Bottom and North Stand. What now? Not recently. Since the 1992, yeah. knowing, knowing Manchester United. It's only, it's only been refreshed once. Yeah, it probably um, has. I can remember the concrete being a bit new and a bit jagged. Nah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I remember the Norweb um, advertising banner. Yeah. And I remember, me, I remember standing and looking up at the Norweb banner that was behind the back row of North Lower. Right. While my dad was just fucking hurling abuse at the pitch. Yeah. And I was like, right, come on, we're fucking going. Yeah. I'm like, smell you, man. <laughs> Like, why are you so mad? I, that is horrible. To lose the league like that, to just get done. It, well, I didn't understand it. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I was a little bit older than you, but I just remember like fuming. And also, 92, 93 is when I started going without my dad. I started to go with just my mates because it's four quid in the standing bit. See, that, it's and not there no more, that culture. No. And like, we'd go down to Old Trafford. This is before I started selling United We Stand. I started selling United We Stand during that season. But at the beginning of the season, I wasn't. We'd just go down three hours before kickoff. No ticket, no money. Again? Just getting by hook or by crook just you know I remember a mate went to there was an Argos nearby and he got a load of Argos catalogs and sold them out on Matt Busby Way for like a pound <laughs> not Argos like magazines because people just used to walk up didn't they and just buy whatever was like <laughs> he sold like eight of them or whatever and like, that was enough for two tickets it was mental like but I used to love all that and you would you go in and stand with your mates and now they, I mean they brought back rail seating and all that but it's not the same as it? it's all ticketed and you've got a there's still I think there's still ways to go with it and I think it can be done I think, I think uh, they need to look at that as well because them Muppets down the road are pulling out all the stops. They're literally giving away tickets to kids to get them through the gates. And it's working because kids will go if you're watching a club winning lots of things and the tickets are free. Oh, man, they're as desperate as they are. Yeah, yeah they are. And they'll do it. And, and if United are going like, well, you There's know, a bit of an got... arrogance to United in this and it's wrong because you, you, you are, if you stay arrogant for so long, the, the, cr the crowd will die. Yeah. Like, I saw a, a study from ages ago. It might have been in United We Stand, actually. It was probably something Andy did. And it was from 1993 to, I think it was, was it 20 years post-start of Premier League? So what's that? That would have been 10 years ago. It might have been 25 years post the Premier League. Right. In the 25 years from the start of Premier, Premier League to 25 years after, the average age of a season ticket holder had gone up 22 years. 
it's the same fucking people. Yeah. There's no good. new. That's not good. There's no, no, it needs to have stayed like a consistent sort of age. It basically gone from like 23 to 44 in 25 years. So it's the same group of yeah. people. So it's people like us who yeah. just got older rather yeah. than new new youngsters coming through. No. You can't take it for granted, can you? Because no. you've always done. United have always. There's this is argument. I was having this discussion, I think, with baggers before about do you feel like United are, are failure proof? You know, like certain organizations can be to a certain degree. And you know, let me qualify what I'm on about. Like, I know what you mean. Like the New York Yankees, for example, they don't win the World Series for 30 years. They're not getting relegated, are they? No. And, and plus, people still buy the merch. People still feel, oh, New York Yankees, they're great. Um, you know, people in Manchester wear that sort of merchandise. They've never even seen a baseball game. Is there an element of that with United? We're that big that we can get away with not winning for a while and still be a, a global giant? Or because of the landscape changing, because the Scouts have got their act together, because City have got unlimited funds, do we need some success soon? I think Liverpool showing you that you can go 30 years and not do fuck all yeah. suggests that you will never be that far away from yeah. um, standalone success that you didn't retain, right? Yeah. I think you can probably fluke the occasional trophy <laughs> yeah. with a little bit of smart investment that they've had lately and yeah. you know, a good manager who's been backed, who had a plan and has had a good the, doctor as well. The patient, the asthmatics. Yeah, and obviously, you know, a good asthma program. Yeah. Um, and I think if you if you're close enough, top ten, so not Arsenal. No. Um, you can probably still do that. I think Villa proved and Nottingham Forest proved, even though they weren't world star sort of sides and Leeds proved to us Leeds went from the fucking semi final of the Champions League to the semi final of the fucking auto windscreens. Yeah. Like, I think because English football is so competitive, and you, you've you didn't mention Newcastle thrown into the mix. They That's could, a good point. I always forget. But you know, you, you've basically got the oil league is going to be Chelsea, Newcastle, City, and then whoever else can be asked putting you know trying to win that fourth spot. Yeah, that might be the new battle. It, it looks like you know, it's only a matter of time before Newcastle in that mix. Probably it's going to take at least it'll be, a few it'll be less than ten years. Yeah, I agree. I think it will happen. It's inevitable. Who wins the title next, Newcastle or United? If the smart money be on Newcastle. It would. Because that's where all the money's going to go, isn't it? And, you know, they've got the unlimited resources and let's, let's face it, FFP's just not a thing anymore, is it? That's just not even... City Challenge and it killed it. Yeah. It's not, it's like, hang on a minute, well, they got away with it, so why can't we? That's all that's going to happen. And they're not going to do it overnight because they've got a long way to go. But I laughed when City got all that money. I laughed at him. City will end in tears. I wasn't in the, trust me, it always ends in tears with that lot. It'll end in tears. He did with Frank, didn't it? Yeah. Tasking Sinatra. Yeah. He was unlimited kind of cash because yeah. he was a fucking crook. Yeah, he was like leading the money, like travelling around the world and he's jacks. He couldn't land anywhere because he was wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got a few uh, super chats to get through before we wrap up. Uh, Nanye West says, What happened to all the talk about us and Tuchemane? How suitable for us do you think he'd be, Steve? You can answer that one. With who? Tuchemane. Uh, I pronounced that wrong. You know yeah, I mean? well, he's another good central midfielder, defensive midfielder. There's, they're, they're out there. There's some good ones out there, but. We have to get a manager first. Don't talk rubbish. Um, Alex Bailey, in the, just in the comments, says, the arrogance of United will cause us to be left behind in today's game. So shout. Peter Kelly says, Hill 16 behind the Golden Croke Park is the best. All standing, all you need is a ticket for what stand, then you can go wherever you want. That's, uh, there is, yeah, that's sort of the, the argument we're making. Abinav Verma says, issue is making, uh, is Rashford is sorry, making low percentage decisions. It's getting a lot of stick at the minute, Marcus Rashford, and some of it's, Justifying some of his promises haven't been great, and some of it's just he's getting blamed for all sorts, and it's it's sad to see because I do love Marcus Rashford. Um, Twenty two says Alson, did you watch Salford? Cast Salford. 
No, I haven't seen any rugby league for a minute. Oh, have you not? Um, Too busy, man. Busy, it's all happening, isn't it? Um, I think that's it. Did see a hell of a try from Wigan at the weekend. Oh, Ed T says Neil Webb didn't play. He was an unused sub. I thought, you see, I'm, what game am I thinking of? I was thinking of that was the one, the Forest game. No, I'm in in the league. I th- I'm sure it was Forest in the league where um, Neil Webb trudged off with um, with like 10 minutes ago or whatever and it took his, took his time and everyone was going berserk. What would a fan channel have said? Um, losing those three games and to not win the league like that. What do you mean? Here's one for you. Remember when Busby finished second for five, four out of five seasons? No, because it was like my dad was six. What sort of an excuse is that? Sorry. You fan channel a lot. You're all the same. Um, but what do you reckon fan, fan, like fans would have said then? Do you think they'd have gone... Again, <coughs> a different a, a different time. Not now. I'm not then. I mean, fans would have just, you know, Dockett got relegated and kept his job. Yeah, but I think such a different time then. And here's another thing that people just don't take into account. Yeah. United's success over the 60s was still quite unprecedented, even though, like, did we even retain one? We won it in 64 to 65 and 66 to 67. So, no, no we did in the 50s with the Busby Babes, but I don't think in the 60s we did. So, do you know what I mean? Matt yeah. Busby, potentially one of the greatest of all time. Why wasn't he out here retaining titles like a motherfucker? Because at the time, when you had the maximum wage... Yeah transfers did not happen. You had to piss with a cock you've got yeah. or grow it a little bit with a Swedish penis pump, right? right. You had no other options. I'm at, oh, like, hey, you're fucking absolutely rassing it up for Fulham. Do you want to come for United? Yeah. Um, well, footballers' wages probably mean that I can't afford to move house. Uh. And are you going to pay me anymore? Well, no, I'm not legally allowed to pay you anymore. So how about you move your life, your family and all your kids for the same money? How about go fuck yourself? Yeah. Tom Finney. Was a plumber. <laughs> played for England, and it, it, after the game, he played for Preston, go, and then go and plug your shit. Up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that about? And so, that's what he did. So the the what happens there is it gets a bit like American football, where it's ultra competitive, and it's always going to be a different teaming because yeah. no one's able to start amassing the best players and start dominating a league. So you know, twentieth place. Has got the same wage budget as first place. It's a fucking killer. United went from, and forgive me if I'm getting this slightly wrong, in 63 we won the FA Cup, we finished 19th. In 64, we finished second. (laughs) And then in 65, we won it. I mean, that's my. Let's not, before anyone gets in comments, yes, a certain George Best made his debut, I think, in 64, which may have helped us get from 90 to second. five years post losing yeah. three quarters. Exactly. It was, he, like, Busby knew what he was doing, funnily enough. That's why he's arguably the greatest manager of all time. He was re- rebuilding slowly, and those players progressively got better and better. And then in 64, it kicked on. My granddad had a great point about um, what we'd done for the five years up to Munich was won the FA Youth Cup every single year. And at the same time we were doing that, we were also pushing for, you know, losing finalists and finalists in um, the FA Cup and also winning the league. Robbed twice, by the way. Um, So the first team was smashing it. The reserve team, the youth team, was smashing it as well. Both of them absolutely smashing it. Munich happens. It took me a minute because of the way my granddad sort of described it. We played players too early. Right. Like, if Munich doesn't happen, these six don't get touched by the first team for another 18 months. Yeah. They're still coming to the boil. They're still growing. They're still yeah. maturing. They're still learning. Munich happens. You've got to go play, lads, because there's literally no other options. Yeah. They get the pressure too early. They get found out because they're too young. They've not had the opportunity to grow and to mature, and they get cast aside. 
And he said he thinks if Munich haven't have happened, for starters, he's like he's adamant. Like you've never even heard of, jo- of, of um, Pele because England just fucking obliterate that World Cup. Right. He's like four starters for England that, that lost out on that day, yeah. including potentially the best player in the world, yeah. Duncan Edwards. If that's the statue outside Wembley, it'd be him now. Don't mean he'd be the captain. He'd be the one that led us to that. The um, the players that were coming up. United could have dominated England in European football just exactly the same way Real Madrid did. It's so sad, isn't it? It's so sad for a multitude of reasons, but I hear you on that one enough. I always feel when I hear like Slytherin Grandad, so actually watch that team and see that happen, it must just be... I always I always have, obviously, the utmost respect to, to the, the, the families and the, the, the players and all that, but also the fans that kept going and seeing... It must have been heartbreaking. The, the, some of the stories of that Sheffield Wednesday game... That's a 3-0, isn't it? With the blank, blank um, programme. Oh, I mean, how iconic is that? But he said, and, I, and of course it is, the strangest atmosphere a football game must have ever been. I mean, I've heard the stories like people just crying throughout the game. Yeah, it goes it, like you would score, it'd go quiet, yeah. everyone would start crying, yeah. everyone would sort themselves out a little bit, you'd get behind the team, we score, you know, have a bit of a think and fucking have a bit of a cry. And he goes, just like that for like three hours. He goes, it was like a funeral, it was like a party, it was like a... Joe, a bit of a defiance, and then yeah. it was a fucking breakdown in tears. He goes, it was the straight, he goes, never seen anything like it. He goes, I don't know what the attendance said, he goes, it was fucking four times that. Really? He goes, it rammed. was just, he goes, there wasn't room, he goes, people were just pissing on you. He goes, it yeah. was just, there was nowhere to go. Honestly, it's it's so tragic, but it's also inspiring when you hear people like your grand and those fans that kept it going. Jimmy Murphy was finally getting that statue, which he should have had in 1958 mm. um, at, at the ground as well kept it going when people were like we ain't gonna be able to put a team out and he's like well we are <laughs> do you know what I mean and there's also that sort of spirit as well into that 13 years after the end of the second world war so there's still that mentality a little bit in there of you crack on do you know what I mean like what do you mean like, like we, we mean you went to watch the, the Busby one didn't we where it was like Jimmy Murphy's like to Bill Falks and, 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 and Harry Gregg you physically fit you're playing we've got a game like, we've just been carrying people out of the yeah. care crash I've just lost all my teammates don't worry about that get your kit on you're here aren't you yeah it's like you can't imagine that now and I don't expect people should if they, they went through that tragedy but that was the mentality wasn't it it was just you know you get on with it what level of PTSD must Bobby Charlton have had every time you get on a plane and they they had success in Europe again like you've seen the images from uh, the semi-final yeah. in Madrid in 68 just... Bill Folks has just scored. <laughs> Bill Folks hasn't crossed the halfway line in 14 years. He's just scored in the Bernabeu to put United through to a European Cup final to, 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 to finally complete this journey that him and Busby and Bobby Charlton have been on. I think it was just those three, wasn't it? That uh, was survivors it... from the first one. A 10-year crusade. Not like now where you're getting there for coming fourth. No. no. You need to climb back to the pinnacle of English football by yeah. winning the league with a decimated team and no fucking money. Yeah. Right? You need to go and find George Best. You need to bring in fucking um, Dennis Law. You need to convince Bobby Charlton to actually play football yeah, again. Which is no mean feat. You need to assemble another team that goes on and wins the English top flight. And then you have to go and take on the likes of Benfica and Real Madrid to to almost lay the ghosts of was this a shit idea in the first place? Because yeah. I can't imagine like, I know Matt Busby did it for the future of football and what a visionary he was by I saying mean, European yeah. football is going to be massive. I yeah. want a part of that. But for him to come out and be the driving force in that and the way the FA sort of dismissed this European folly, like... Yeah. For him to be so single-mindedly 
we're doing this against FA's. Because yeah. um, Chelsea the season before didn't do it, did they? Yeah, Chelsea was invited and, and, they, and they was and like, FA oh, can we join that? And he said, no, no yeah. This is all right. So England, uh, United were like, well, we're doing it. Yeah. So you got to think, like, he probably carries the weight of that a little bit, thinking, oh, yeah. fucking hell, I, I push for this. Yeah. So for him, that personal journey for him, he should have just called it a day there and then, shouldn't he? Yeah, he should have really. And it's mad because I saw like an interview with Bobby Charlton. He was saying, at the final whistle, everyone's running to Buzz being hugging him. And he said, and I was concerned because Matt was still, a, he's, he's an old man. I was concerned that it would be probably chance of being a bit too boisterous with him. <laughs> like, he's still got that thing. Like, yeah, just calm down a bit. Do you know what I mean? Which is mad to have that. But it wasn't. Yeah, Bobby Charlton's own yeah. men mentality of. Do you know what I mean? You can see the faces. You can see these, these emotions in them. In yeah. the semi-final, more so than the final. The final's get, quite happy. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Sort yeah, of thing. But the semi-final is... Because obviously it was a semi-final stage where they, they were killed. Yeah. So the, the semi-final is just a... There's some fucking emotions on the faces it there. It is, like man. You, you couldn't... You can, you can never sort of study, watch, learn, hear about it enough as a United fan. Even as a football fan, but especially as a United fan. It's just so... You know, you've done quite a few bits on it, haven't you, with your granddad and that, and it's always worth watching and oh, it's an absolute and fucking it's, treat yeah, it's like um rio did something with bt um with my granddad um and he was talking to him about duncan edwards and he was like look i hear duncan edwards all the time he goes i don't really know anyone who's seen him play though and he goes how would he play and granddad goes like you really really that's a fucking compliment eh? um like Nick big strong calm on. can hit a ball just this is the thing because that footage you've got isn't a lot there's so many, like, barely any of his games. One goal of him scoring for England and yeah. just fucking mullering for yeah. everyone and just wellying it. Big rugby player, that but, but you can go off the fact that Bobby Charlton, that Jimmy Murphy, that Matt Busby, that everyone that saw Duncan Edwards, they all say the same thing. Well, my granddad's seen everyone from George Best to Ronaldo to Rooney yeah. to Brian Robson, and he just laughs and goes, no fucking Duncan Edwards. <laughs> and you just think... No, there's a reason, like... There's a phenomenal book from James Layton called The Greatest... Yeah. And it's not called The Pretty Good, is it? It's called The Greatest. Yeah. And he says, when people die young, there's a bit of a eulogising of them and people... Yeah. And you see this all the time, don't you? You see little toe rags get knifed up in the street and go, he was a lovely boy. He was yeah. a fucking toe rag. Let's say yeah. it right. So he says, sometimes there's a bit of rose tinting. Yeah. And he wanted to go back and find what were contemporaneous reports of Duncan Edwards. Yeah. So you go, like, the, the newspaper that went out the day that he played this game what does it say about him? Well, that's good. Because though. they don't know that he's... No, obviously, that's, like you say, it's contemporaneous. It's, it's at the time. And he goes, they're saying this kid's the greatest player in the fucking world. Yeah. He's the greatest player in the world. He came second as a defender at 19 in the Ballon d'Or. You tell me one other defender that comes fucking close to that. They don't do that, do they? That no. don't happen. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I think you can't overstate enough. And not only that, he got voted second when Tommy Taylor scored a fucking goal a game at the other end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Tommy Taylor's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I literally can't do more than what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? And you're giving it this kid for it's the Dudley. fucking farmer. The yeah, just... Dudley, Dudley lad's getting all the credit. <laughs> What's going on here? I've had enough. I'm going home. And uh, Nate Bennett says, likelihood that Ralph actually stays involved at Man United beyond this season. Stephen? I think. Um, yeah, not as manager, I take it. No, I think it nah. Um, right, we're going to wrap up there because we've it's an hour in. I think I've got all the super chats. Forgive me if I missed any comments. I've tried to get through as many as I can. Thanks for all your support as always. Hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that subscribe button as well. And if you're not doing, make sure you're checking out the membership section as well. And it's five o'clock, so that means your vibe with five. I think it's just gone live. Is uh, there so we can hear about what was the, what was the thing you were talking about before? Um, kind of ripping um, Walcott. 
sending new wasn't going to do shit once he like mm. complained at being shouted at. Because I don't have a bit of that. Can't he was be, saying eh? like, he's got to be able to shout at people. He goes, Rio says his and Rooney's relationship in training and in games was just screaming at each other, but no one ever took it personally because they they knew it was only there to make you better. Right, so there you go. Make sure you're going to check it out that as well. We have got some mugs there. We've got some mugs available there. You can see the graphic. Go and check them out uh, on the merchandise store. That's paddockmerch.com. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped, as well. Don't forget to check that out. You get 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped using the code DEVILS20. I've been Jay Motte. That's been Stephen Alson. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.